Kia ora everybody, namaskar, greetings, thank you so much for joining me. So tonight I have a very special guest. I have Sukadev joining me from Melbourne and he's uh, he and I have known each other since around 2005 we think and we met in Nandapali and then again recently when I was in New Zealand and I sent out a message to everybody hey let's do some kirtan for the um, for the fires that were going on and Sukadev was the one who responded so it's been amazing to reconnect with him so thank you so much Sukadev for joining us you're welcome welcome um, I'd love to share part of my story uh, how I um, started in Anandamaga. It all started, uh, I was see seeing uh, my first partner around 95, uh, the year uh, 1995, <laughs> and she was suffering panic attacks. And her doctor recommended her to go see, um, go do, you know, try meditation and perhaps do yeah. a course. Yeah. So she asked to come for a bit of moral support. And um, I went along and, uh, you know, we knocked on the front door of uh, the Jagrati or the meditation center and out comes this uh, young looking student. Uh, he had glazy eyes and a big smile <laughs> from cheek to cheek. And the first thing I, I was thinking, I looked at my partner, I thought, thought to myself, he's got to be on drugs. They've got to be doing. I thought, no, something's going on. He just looks too happy, too smart. So anyway, we, we, we did the eight-week course and around uh, week six or seven, I believe, I was introduced to Kirtan yeah. and uh, it was very confronting to me. I, I was told I could either put my hands um, in my, at, near my heart chakra together yeah. or I could place them above my, my head yeah. in yeah. a hand up surrender position and I, that was quite new to me and I thought the only time I would put my hands up like that if somebody had a gun to my back uh forcing me to put my hands up you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know there was a leading guitarist there and uh, they started chanting th this mantra Babanam Kevalam and and I was at the back I remember and I could see a few people putting their hands up and uh doing the side to side dance the uh, the, the dance and uh, I thought the side to side dance was pretty easy for me because I, I've been in many discos and I knew how to <laughs> do those boogie <laughs> and uh, it, it became um, very challenging I, I never got into it at that stage um, I had a lot of resistance and uh, I was intellectualizing a lot of it and I thought this is uh, this is not for me um, yeah, yeah. but I, I went on to do another course, which was the intermediate course, and we got into a bit more meditation, and it, it slowly opened me up. Um, then the journey stopped for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I went through, uh, you know, a, a separation with my ex-partner. I went into depression, and I was really searching for something. Mm. And... Um, I recall at the time, you know, reading a book from D Dr. Wayne Dwyer, uh, Your Sacred Self, and it spoke about spirituality. And I thought, wow, this is new to me. I'd, I'd like to learn about this, this uh, area of uh, my life, you know. And so, again, it ignited that, um, that spark in me. 
and I went back to the meditation center and uh, I joined one of the uh, more progressive groups and uh, went on from there. And then I think that year I was encouraged to come to a retreat. There was a retreat going on and I I was told, why don't you come to that? You you seem you're ready for the next uh, chapter. And (laughs) I came along, you know, and I remember walking in uh, to the, uh, the kitchen hall uh, during the evening because I arrived late and it was so vibrant. It, there was so much laughter and chatting and I thought, this, this is it. This is where I want to be. <laughs> and um, during that program, we were told uh, we had to uh, put a, they put a roster up uh, of a 24-hour care time. Yeah. And, of course... They allocated me at three o'clock a.m. during the, the, the <laughs> oh, like a, a night shift, and I thought this is crazy. You know, <laughs> and it's this is in the middle of my sleep. It's a bit. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, plus I was in in a dormitory with you know old men snoring and that, so there was a lot of clash going on for me. You know, <laughs> I was oh, just God. mad. So I set up my time. I was told to, you know, put a stop, you know, a clock and set up my time. So I got up and I slowly made my way to the DC hall. And as I got nearer and nearer, I could feel the drums and uh, the vibration of, uh, of that, you know, surrounding area. I opened up the door. It was like, wow, you know, slapped in the face with this energy, this synergy that was uh, rotating round yeah. and round. Yeah. Uh, there was the drums going on, the singing. And quickly I was caught in it like a vacuum. It, it sucked me into this vortex of energy. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I quickly went into this high very, very automatically. Hmm. And I was only half an hour, they told us to. It was a half an hour slot, but I stayed in there for about an hour, I remember. Yeah. And uh, it was a very powerful experience. It was a, um, it became, for me, my mind became very high. um, And that was my first real experience of Kirtan. And that was around, uh, I would say, early 2000s, maybe 2003. So, after that, you know, I attended DC and, you know, my kirtan flattened out, you know, other times I would intellectualize or think about what I was going to be cooking and, you know, my chores while I was doing kirtan. And I really, and there was other times where I didn't really resonate with uh, the meaning of the mantra or feel anything. I thought, why, why can't I feel anything? Like people were telling me, you know, they yeah there's experiences of deep devotion through the kirtan, but it was never happening for me, mm. um, you know. Yeah. So, and it was many years that passed, and just in the past two or three years, there's been some, uh, some profound and deep experiences. And um, the first experience that I had was at Ananda Pali where we were doing kirtan, uh, 24-hour kirtan, and um, I just went into tears. Mm. 
the tears started flowing. There was a, a very deep feeling of deep gratitude. Mm. The deep gratitude then surrendered to this deep feeling of devotion to uh, to my to my divine uh, entity, Baba. So that that for me was my my first real experience of devotion and um you know i heard a lot of people through the years talking about their experience with, with devotion and i really didn't get it and then um there were other times where where i was at dc and uh i could feel instantly and it was almost like instantly the person who was playing uh on the guitar uh Nam kevalam i could feel their devotion when they had that level of deep devotion towards the divine it automatically transcended towards me and i i i felt my hands vibrating my whole body my whole spine just vibrating in this kirtan and um, you know, I, I, there was, so I, I, your mind can't, uh, intellectualize this, uh, cause as soon as I went to try to intellectualize what's going on, you know, why is this happening? I came out of the state. So I, I, I wasn't there, you know, and then I, I you, you move out from that space. So. I think through the process, I've learned to uh, just let myself go in that space of uh, love, devotion, gratitude, and in the divine play in, of, of Kirtan. So I, I'm waiting for the next experience, and I know it's coming at the next retreat. Uh, Cherie's laughing at me, but you know, when we left that retreat last year, um, that, you know, because I go through the day-to-day -day stuff, I, I really, I, I struggled to get into uh, deep, uh, that deep kirtan um, or that deep spiritual uh, devotion uh, at home. Um, but saying that, you know, there was a couple of times this year that they had an online Zoom, you know, around the world and I would join. And as soon as someone came on, that I resonated with, I just went into tears automatically. Um, and yeah, I, I was so, and, and then I, back to that story back at Ananda Pali, when I, when I was leaving with the family in the car and, and we were saying goodbye to everyone, uh, as soon as I was going down that driveway, I just, I, I hit the brake and I just went into tears. I just bawled my eyes out. I couldn't stop crying. And uh, and it was almost like a, a release of all, all things, I, all, everything that I've been trying to hold together was released in that moment. So I honestly feel that Kirtan is the antidote to not only expressing one's inner self, but releasing all um, um, just 
releasing, you know, whether you have uh, anxiety or fears or uh, you're holding on to, you know, your plans for tomorrow, it's just releasing all that and just, and just absorbing yourself in, in the now or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that, 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 that was definitely, uh, you know, there's more experiences to come. So I'm, I'm excited. (laughs) And, and I love the vibrance of the vitality of Kirtan. It, it has the ability uh, to lift um, our souls. And, you know, people would say to me that, oh, you know, uh, where, and I've heard it so many times when Bubba would say, uh, I go to where the devotees are playing Kirtan. I totally get that because that pre- his presence is there in in the kirtan. It's just <laughs> but your head, your head cannot get it. You know, if you go to try intellectualize that or tell that to someone, they think, "What are you talking about?" You know. So it's all in the 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 experience of the kirtan um, about letting yourself through, letting yourself go through that process. And allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that process, um, which is difficult for you know myself, you know, because you know um, I found you know there are guards up, and slowly, slowly those guards come down. Um, but when they come down all together, uh, it leaves you totally exposed. And I think that's what 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 Kirtan can do, you know, if you that's metamorphosis, I, I guess, to explain what Kirtan can do. He can really, you know, vanish your, uh, your protection, what, you know, of, you know, who you think you are and the rest of it. So anyway, that, that's, that's my take on it. That's my uh, uh, excitement on Kirtan. Um, yeah. And every now and again, I, I find, and uh, you might laugh at it, but uh at DC, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, one of the Margis say to me, you know, you, you can't clap your hands like you're doing thunder claps or you can't scream out, Baba, you know. <laughs> I, I find myself, if the kirtan is very uh, strong and powerful, uh, I feel this energy coming up and it needs to express itself. And that's when that, uh, that release is done, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I think I've scared a few people in my time. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I have. But, <laughs> but everyone's different. Like, you know, if I speak to Cherie, she's more of a going inwards, more of a quieter, you know, uh, processor of kirtan. And uh, whereas I'm more of a, outer but i can go in as well you know so maybe you need to go out before you go in i don't know that's what you're meaning because in ra uh, they're singing at the top of their voices and they're playing these cartel symbols as loudly as possible and these are not little ones these are massive ones like the size of plates they're playing those and so you can imagine how loud it is but it just goes really well with the environment, with the landscape, with the feeling of the place. It goes so well. Some people like to be introverted and that's fine. But if you feel their energy, 
it's really great to yeah 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 and uh you know i i remember going to a a, a mella actually it was the time when we me and sheree got married mm. and we decided to get married at the mella and uh, mm. it was it was the happiest day of my life because i remember the build-up was was yeah. quite intense yeah. you know we were trying to get everything ready family was coming friends were coming uh you know different energies were getting together uh people was you know not sure what was going on we weren't sure how they were going to take it and then there was a release that one of the dudders started playing kirtan and we went through this you know beautiful uh you know uh entrance way uh leading up to the the ceremony area which yeah. was under pagol yeah. and for me you know i went straight into tears and i there was a level of just love and devotion and a mm. surrender through that process. Wow. So wow. I, I honestly feel that, you know, Kirtan is a, a surrender. Mm. Kirtan is a, 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 a deep sense of devotion and love mm. and a, a sense of expression as well yeah, uh, through that process. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's taken many years, Joshna, for, for me to, uh, be in that uh, position or experience. Um, it's taken a long time um, to, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's tw 20, 20 years. Well, 20 years is a long time. It's a lifetime's journey anyway. Like even though I've been doing Ketan for over 40 years, to me, I still feel like I'm, I've got so much to learn and there's, you know, every time it's new, it's a new experience and, there was times, you know, in the early days, is this for me? Is this not for me? It, because of the clash, you know, there's so much clash that goes on, especially during the retreats when, you know, there are so many different uh, dynamics and personalities that come together. There's stuff coming up for people. And uh, the kirtan is, uh, mm. you know, the space where people yeah. can it you know, express that and, yeah. and learn to channel that energy. And, uh, that's right. um, and uh, that's what I was going to say to you when, when, uh, that we're doing the Mela, which is, uh, a more of a, uh, you know, it's not a, a retreat, but there's new people that come in, uh, and it's a more of a softer approach. There yes. was, uh, drumming going on. Uh, my, my niece had come to the wedding. And she's taken many forms of drugs. And she said to me, the experience that she had in that kirtan, because it was such a high, people <laughs> jumping and jumping and jumping, you know, I've never ex experienced any kirtan like that. And these were people that uh, don't do kirtan all the time, but mm -hmm. they were in that yeah. uh, dynamic. Uh, she, 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 she said to me that was more than you know, what she's experiencing, any <laughs> high that she's had. So it was good to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing is with this is that, you know, normally I ask people to talk about their ketone experiences at the end. And before we talk about background and we talk about um, inspiring projects, but you've sort of like, like the devotee have gone and eaten the mangoes, you know, the mangoes on the tree. Oh, you haven't actually stood there and looked at them and talked about that. You've actually gone up there and grabbed them. And so we've done the juicy bits first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Because um, for me, that's, that's what, uh, that is the goal. You know, that is 
what what I what I desire most out of yeah. all all that's going on in my life, you know, at the end of the day, if I don't have uh, that uh, divine uh, taste in my mouth, then I'm a, I'm I'm lost. Mm. I need I need to you know, yeah, and once I, I feel that once you experience that, then you are hooked. You are hooked and you will want more of that. And as you yeah, go deeper, like I haven't true. got, you know, I don't know where the, where the rest of it is, but I'm, I'm open to, you know, going into that uh, unknown. Yeah. And, uh, my background, um, you know, was uh, make money. Uh, from a, you know, my parents were mi migrants. Mm. They they came here in the uh, late sixties, and uh, they came here to make something. So they worked hard. They worked in factories. They yeah. worked, uh, you know, seven days a week, out all for their kids. And I look at my mum and dad. They're they're both in their late eighties. And wow. they would do anything for their kids, and they've done absolutely everything for their kids. Yeah. Um, so back to, you know, where I had come from, um, I guess I was very materialistic. Um, and mm. I remember once walking uh, home from school as a primary school kid. I can't remember whether I was grade three or two, but I was very young and I'd walk, I'd cross the creek, I'd walk and this feeling of emptiness overwhelmed me. Mm. I, want, I, I, I thought of where have I been, you know, 100 years from now, where was I? Where will I be 100 years from this time? And what's the meaning of life? So in this vastness of universe, I, I couldn't a uh, concept of uh, where I am you know, or what I am or so it left me very cold and uh, empty. The empty would be the, the word to uh, mm. describe that feeling of emptiness, loneliness. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I had a lot of fear, a mm. lot of fear. So of course that fear, I would cover it up with whether it was work, whether it was relationships, whether it was buying a car or whatever to keep, yeah to keep myself amused in this, in this, uh, you know, life. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, it's easy to reflect now, but during the journey, it was a difficult journey because um, I wasn't really guided. There was no real mentors mm. for me. Yeah. And uh, that was the struggle. Mm. But uh, I have never, ever felt lonely or empty or uh, fearful of the unknown ever again uh, since yeah. I've been practicing meditation mm. and kirtan. Mm. So yeah. um, that's never um, overwhelmed me and I don't fear death at all. I'm happy to go anytime, any place. So that for me has changed uh, through this process yeah. of, yeah. Uh, you know, having those experiences of love and devotion, yeah. which I, I really didn't experience in my early years. Yeah. And I, I think through that process also comes some wisdom. Some wisdom kicks in. 
you know, and occasionally, you know, you you may think you're right about something, but you're not right about something. So you get kicked in the face and then you, you get <laughs> yeah. up and, and you learn exactly. from it again. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've, I've had a, you know, from my early years when, you know, I was still, you know, drinking and smoking and enjoying dancing. And I still do enjoy dancing. But uh, I used to love bringing people together. Mm, uh, yeah, for me, yeah. uh, seeing people and seeing people connect with other people mm. was something mm. that would bring fulfilment to me. Yeah. And I still do. I, I really I enjoy uh, connecting with people. Uh, I've learned to... Uh, become more authentic and step out of that people-pleasing role that I've been accustomed uh, um, as a young child to be a people-pleaser. And just so I've learned to let go of that. It's taken a long time. I'm 51 now and uh, the years have passed and I thought, no, I don't want to be a people-pleaser anymore. I want to be authentic in conversations and if I don't, um, um, agree with something, then I need to voice my, you know, opinion on that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also learning now about conflict. You know, how to how to disagree and not get you know emotionally uh, torn up with that you know conflict. Yeah. As I used to get. Yeah. So there's a yeah there's a lot of learning through that process. The journey's been. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. enjoyable and um, um, challenging at times. Absolutely. It, it's been very challenging at times. And, and um, you know, uh, there's been growth through that period. And so the family um, for me has given me, I feel like Bubba has given me the, another opportunity to experience something that I've always wanted to experience. And that is, a loving family. I, I love, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a very affectionate uh, person and um, whether it's in public or private, I'm always affectionate. And, uh, you know, my, my, you know, seeing my children thriving, uh, you know, is, is incredible. You know, they're, they're kind, uh, compassionate and caring human beings. Yeah. So, so, you know, it really warms my heart. And, you know, then my, I've got a partner who always challenges me as well, doesn't just, um, you know, create comfortableness just to make me comfortable. So she rocks that boat as well at times. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, And I saw some photos of you a little while ago on Facebook. You were harvesting um, these huge um, honey, honeycomb. Did you, yeah. did you get some hives for a while there? Yeah, yeah. So during lockdown last year, I had a passion. You know, I, I'm qualified in permaculture and I thought, well, why don't I try, you know, getting some hives? So I, I bought a hive and then I bought another box that extended the hive. And during spring, they just escalated. So I bought three other boxes. Wow. And uh, I really fell in love with... Uh, the bees yeah and yeah. watching them and you know what in, what they're doing and the rest yeah. of it and then when it came to harvest time 
I said to my family, I said, we've got a full hive and whoever comes over can uh, have, a, you know, a couple jars. And of course, no one came over to help with the harvest because it's a lot of work. The only person who came over was my 87-year-old mother. Wow. And she was in the village and she knew how to harvest, you know, so honey. Good. Wow. So she was incredible, absolutely incredible. And she showed me how it's done with the tea cloth, you know, tying it on a, on a stick and letting it ooze out into a bucket uh, wow. and then, you know, squashing that tea cloth and to get every drop of honey out of that. So, wow. yeah, very interesting. But, you know, I ended up selling the boxes because I, we've, we're moving to Queensland. And I, I was in tears. I had become quite attached to those bees. I can imagine. You know, yeah. Well, that sounds brilliant. Is there anything you'd like to say um, before we... Uh, well, I, I just want to say to you, I'm really gr uh, grateful. It, it's, it's quite a surprise uh, that you've asked me. Uh, I didn't expect it, but... Uh, Obviously, I had a lot to express. I didn't realize <laughs> that I had a lot to express. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> once you got me talking, I, I don't stop very easily. You know? <laughs> oh, thank All you right. so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you want to sing a kirtan to end? Normally, we end with a kirtan. Yeah, yeah, let's rock. Baba nam kevalam, 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 Baba nam kevalam. Baba nam kevalam, 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 Baba nam kevalam. Baba Nam Kevalam Baba Nam Kevalam Hello there, I just had a request from Sukadev to dedicate this next song to Suzanne Nelson, his mother-in-law who presently is, is very unwell. Um, she's a wonderful woman. She's um, worked a lot with the Aboriginal communities around Melbourne, and he would like to he would like me to dedicate this song to her. It's called Lift Her Higher. Thank you. 